Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. It requires $0 to start other than the fee to have your account. But after that, Amazon handles all the shirts. They handle the inventory, the storage, the shipping, the processing of the orders. They Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just got a prototype unit in on one of the products, one of my better selling products. This is going to be the product that launches 2017. I won't have it ready for Christmas, but I'm super excited. And while I was messing with this prototype, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So let me give you a little backstory on today's podcast. Uh, We're going to deviate a little. Um, I haven't really talked too much about Amazon's merch program, and I did a few podcasts related to merch, and uh, the guys that I had on the podcast gave a lot of value, and I was waiting to actually publish them because, first of all, there's a wait to actually get into the merch program, and I wanted to see if Amazon was actually going to open up the gates. We were thinking it was going to happen before Q4, and this didn't happen okay it's still a little bit slow you still have to get uh, put on a waiting list and I didn't want to let the podcast uh, sit and uh, get stale and old so I'm gonna push this out now uh, in the hopes that if you guys are interested you can sign up at least get your name on the list and uh, then we can take it from there so uh, expect over the next few weeks here I'll be releasing some podcasts related to this Uh, they were actually recorded a couple months back but the content is amazing it's really good if this is something you want to get into and if you don't know what merch is if you're only private label then please keep listening because here is a program with Amazon where you need essentially no money to get started no inventory no negotiating with suppliers nothing to ship into Amazon no return rates You don't have to worry about pay-per-click advertising. So we're going to get into the details right now as I interview Glenn Zubia. Let's get going. I am here with Glenn Zubia. Glenn is a merch seller, and I have a ton of questions for you, Glenn. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Manny. So a lot of people don't know what merch is. Most of our podcast listeners are private label sellers. So they uh, they sell products, uh, private label products on Amazon. But the merch program, a lot of people don't know what it is. You know, the the on-demand printing of shirts and I'm sure it's gonna be expanding beyond that. Do you wanna say a little bit about what merch is and how you're using it? Uh, Well, merch by Amazon, I believe started in September and it's pretty much a print-on-demand service that Amazon has. Their platform is, you, I mean, you pretty much create your own T-shirt design. You upload it to their platform, and they not only make the shirt, but they also ship out um, the shirt to the customer. So you're pretty much just uploading the design, promoting it, um, you know, keywords, listing, and, and, and that sort. 
Okay. And the cool thing about this is Amazon handles everything. You don't have to order shirt stock or anything like that. Amazon has everything there. You upload an image, it goes onto the, I guess, a shirt design, and then Amazon starts selling the product, and you you pick a price, and then you get the commission or the the profit level. Uh, the difference between what Amazon is charging and what or what you're charging, I should say, and Amazon's fees. I'm getting that all mixed up, but that's the way it works, right? Exactly. You can choose your price, um, how many different colors or variations of that shirt, um, men's, women's, youth. And uh, yeah, you get a royalty from, um, you know, minus the fees and everything. And um, it's done pretty good so far. I mean, it's, it's a very new platform, but the, uh, the opportunity is amazing right now. Yeah. Uh, how much are, if you don't mind me asking, how much are you selling on merch? Um, right now, I make pretty much around 6000 a month. I think since I've joined, I made a little bit over $27,000. Um, and that's after fees and everything. Um, and it's only maybe like eight months old or so. So I'm pretty pumped to see what happens, you know, eight years from now. <laughs> right. So six thousand. That's that's awesome because uh, with private label stuff, anyways, people typically don't quote their their net. And that's what you're quoting. You're you're saying, hey, I get a check for six thousand dollars. But in total sales, if it's six thousand dollars a month, how much in total actual sales would that be? Roughly, it's around uh, like three times that amount. I think uh, roughly around four thousand dollars a week. I should say. I guess in product purchases and then the rest of it is you know the estimated royalties depending on on what price uh i have my t-shirts at okay so around four thousand dollars of sales uh per week roughly and then you've got your royalties now let's talk about that so uh, on average what do you sell your shirts for and and how much profit does that give you um usually i sell them around like 17.95 just really depends on the design and what i feel is also appropriate for like you know the design how much um work i put into it a lot of like simple text-based designs i will do maybe like 18 19 i have seen some sellers go as high as like 22 23 but um priced at like 19.99 you'll make uh, roughly around like seven dollars per uh, shirt that you sell. And your number one shirt, how many sales would you say you get per day just on that one shirt? Um, you know that's the thing. It kind of changes actually depending on what's going on. And and I try to capture like right before Father's Day or right before Mother's Day, I was making shirts kind of towards you know um, those holidays that they were coming up. So maybe like. 10, 12, sometimes 20, 25 uh, sales per day on that one specific shirt. Um, it just really depends on, on on that shirt and if it kind of snowballs up, then you'll get a lot of sales coming in on that one. But um, a couple of like copycats might come in at that point if they see your shirt is really successful. So um, that's also kind of something that Amazon's been battling right now. Is all the copycats, yeah. So you're targeting specific events, whether it's a holiday or maybe something that's super big in the news, let's say. Um, and then you're, or are you doing that? Are you doing new stuff or, or are you focused right around like holidays to get those big surges? Um, I try to do some like holiday stuff. I just try to like focus on very generic things that most people can relate to. So let's say like families, careers, um, things like that. But I know a lot of different sellers that are also approaching it a different way. They're building their own brand. You know, they have their own logo and website and transfer them to Amazon. They can order their shirts. And then I know other people that are also doing trending topics. And, you know, those will go on for a week or two, maybe a month. And then, you know, once they start slowing down, you know, you can research some new trending topics and get those up. 
Okay. And then Amazon allows you to do um, designs on, I think it defaults to just the front of the shirt. And then you can choose if you want to do front and back design. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Tell us a little bit about that. What's the, first of all, are you doing uh, both designs like that or do you stick to just one? Um, Usually I just do front designs. They've been pretty much the best sellers for me actually. Yeah. Is that because you can, because I mean, Amazon uh, charges you a little bit more, right? If you're doing both designs. So if you do that, you kind of have to raise your price a little bit to, to make up for the difference. And then maybe that reduces sales or what's your thought process on that? Or is it just twice the work because you have to do two designs? Uh, Yeah, it really depends on the backside too. And, and you will have to probably adjust your, um, your pricing on that because they do take away quite a bit since it is like a double sided, um, you know, they have to, they have to print on two sides. So it is a little bit more work on there. So probably, uh, I mean, would you recommend then for somebody who's just starting out, just focus on one sided shirts because the profit levels are going to be a little bit higher. You only work on one design instead of two. And, and according to you, you're saying they sell a little bit better. Yeah, I would definitely just focus on single-sided shirts right now and also just keeping it simple. Um, You know, they have um, some pretty good printers there, but I did order a couple of them to see how the look and the feel. And, you know, they do look like if they get a little crazy on too many colors that they could start kind of fading away a little bit after, uh, I don't know, maybe like five or six washes. And I, I, I like simple designs. I think that you can do more with it. I think that bold, clean um, design can really be a tension getter when you have, um, you know, especially like the little thumbnails when they're when they're browsing through shirts. So let's talk about that. Um, colors. When you're selecting colors, how many how many colors does Amazon allow you to choose for your shirt? This is the actual cloth material, right? And yes. Then, and then how many do you actually choose? What's your process there? Um, you can choose up to five different colors at once. And I like to do that also based on the design. Uh, I like to keep the, if the design is maybe like one or two colors, I think that works because you can use um, multiple colored t-shirts without losing that color on the graphic. And then if you have, you know, maybe you do have a full color graphic, then I would probably stick to maybe like one or two t-shirt colors, maybe like black and navy blue or something that's a little bit more popular so that you don't have a, your design getting lost in the right. uh, t-shirt color that's the worst right and we've we've actually had that happen where we create a really cool design it's like okay. man that looks awesome on this black shirt it's a red <laughs> design and then we selected a red shirt as one of the colors and then it's after it's published we're looking at it and we're like you can't even see the design yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what's, what's going on there <laughs> but we figured out the best way to handle that is usually to put like a a stroke like a white little line yeah. around the whole thing or a black line or mm-hmm. something that pop makes it pop from whatever color you stick it on exactly so, yeah. so that that can help in terms of shirts that are just text-based you know there's a lot of cool funny stuff or, or whatever it might be versus uh designs that have both the text and the image and then those uh shirts that are just image-based with no text do you have a preference for one over the other um i don't i've actually seen quite a bit of um I think I've seen all of them pretty much sell pretty good for me. Um, some really, really easy um, t-shirts that I've created, text-based, that have sold really, really well. And then some of the combo ones, you know, maybe like a graphic icon with like a catchy tagline or saying um, have done well too. So I haven't really seen a huge difference. I think both of them have done pretty good for me. Awesome. So if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, I want to get into this, this sounds really cool. Um, how much money do they need to actually get started? Um, they actually need zero dollars to get started. <laughs> that's a good number. I like that. And that's the only business I know of uh, in 
I think anywhere really where you can jump into something with really no money and let somebody with, you know, the infrastructure with millions and millions of dollars worth of infrastructure, take your business from nothing to, to where you're at, where you're doing thousands of dollars in sales a week. Right. Yeah. And I think it's just crazy because I, you know, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, so $0 to start, no monthly fees. I mean, you do pay the fees per shirt that you sell, but no monthly fees. Um, I was like, you know, something sounds a little too good to be true here, but. (laughs) Yeah. And and the fees from the shirt, you don't have to pay those really. They're taking it out of the Uh amount that they're charging the customer. Exactly. So so if it's a $20 shirt and let's just say you get $9 out of that, they're taking, let's say $11 as an example. I'm just making up numbers here. You don't have to pay 11 bucks. You just get a check for $9, you know, added to the amount that they're going to be sending you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, if you, if you know the programs and you know um, how to create, you know, simple designs yourself, then, um, you know, you're really not putting any money in at all. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I guess you have to be artistic to some extent if you're going to be doing this. Um, otherwise you have to outsource, right? You, or you have to find a service that, um, that creates designs for you. Is that right? Exactly. Uh huh. And then I guess that could be kind of tricky because um, I, I've, there's a lot of, here, here's a, 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 I guess a word of advice um, to a lot of people that uh, might be thinking about doing this. Um, you might think, well, I've got a Shutterstock account or I've got a whatever account mm-hmm. and I'm just going to grab these, these designs. They have really awesome designs and stick them on a shirt. But the problem is the licensing agreement that you're agreeing to when you pay, let's say, you know, a hundred dollars a month and you have access to, you know, 10,000 different designs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The, the licensing agreement does not cover printing on demand for shirts and things like that. If they catch you doing that, you're in violation and then they can charge you. It's a pretty big amount per shirt. It's crazy. Oh yeah, right? it is. And, and they do have fine guidelines like each one of those um, stock photo websites and some of them they will allow you to uh, sell them, you know, on a print on demand service. But you're talking about, um, uh, the price is really, really high compared to, you know, basic stock imaging that they have on the pricing, but you really have to read the fine details. Right. Yeah. I've seen that. It's like, okay. It's like what I think we have an account at uh, Shutterstock for a lot of the other things that we do. Oh, okay. And so we'll pay like 200, I think it's 200, $250 a month. And we have 750 downloads worth of images. So it's cheap, right? It's, it's nothing. But if you want to use it on a shirt and I don't remember what the number was, but it was like, you know, I don't remember, like $100 a design, design yeah. $50 a designer, or, mm-hmm. or something crazy. Yeah. You know? So I'm yeah. Like, it might have been more than that. I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, shirt gating because a lot of people jump in and they're like, I, they're already having ideas like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to create a shirt that says, you know, uh, lo- love football and then just put someone's name. Like Mike loves football and Jeremy likes football and, you know, and just have 500 names in there and I'll have 500 <laughs> shirts. Um, that used to be the way you could do it, but Amazon has since come in and said, okay, wait, you know, people are spamming the system. Mm-hmm. So we're going to gate things. We're going to set people up on tiers, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. And you have to actually uh, start off at a low tier and then show us that those shirts that you're uploading actually sell. And if mm-hmm. they sell a certain amount, then we'll bring you to the next level, the next tier. Is that right? Exactly. I think in the very, very beginning, when it first opened around September, I think they didn't have a tier, actually. I think it was just unlimited. So you can only imagine how many people were taking advantage of that. So, they, you know, they did eventually add the, the gating part and the tier. So you start off with 25 shirts. And then once they see those shirts are selling, uh, you know, then you'll move up and you'll be able to sell. Um, I think 100 is the next tier after that. Right. So um, unless it's changed, the way it worked is you start off at 25, it allows you to upload 25 different shirt designs. Mm-hmm. And then once, I think you have to actually sell 100 total shirts 
uh, before you uh, can get approved. And sometimes it doesn't mean you automatically, or it used to not be uh, where you automatically get bumped up. It's like you would hit 100 and then you'd have to almost request it. And I don't know if that's changed, but it also was, uh, we used to think, well, maybe it was 100 design or 100 sales per design, but it's not. You could have all 100 sales come from one design and uh-huh. you still get, you get uh, ungated to the next tier. Is that right? Is it still like that? Uh-huh. If you have 25 t-shirts, you, the good thing about it too is that you can edit, you know, your t-shirts, your, tw- your 25 shirts and, um, you know, move them around too. If you notice one of them isn't selling very well, you want to plug in a new design, you can do that and then make sure you're, you sell the first 25, you know, designs total and then they should move you up to 100 after that. Okay. And then from a hundred, was it 250 and then 500, something like that? I think from a hundred, I think I moved up to 200 and then 200 went to 500. So that was a pretty big jump for me. And I actually had that, um, you know, that big boost on my, um, you know, when I got my payments on there, cause I was like, you know, that was a huge jump from 200 to 500. Yeah, for sure. Are you at 500 right now? Um, I'm at 8,000 right now. Oh my God. <laughs> 8,000. All right. So that, so, cause we're at 5,000 and oh, okay. so 8,000 then is that, I mean, were you at 5,000 and then it jumped to 8,000? Is that how it works? Um, I was at 4,000 and 4, then 000. it went to 8,000. Uh-huh. So, so that's weird. Yeah. Cause we're at five. I thought it was weird cause I saw other people saying that they're at four and it makes sense. You know, it goes yeah. 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, eight, but or says five. I posted a <laughs> screenshot on on one of the uh, the groups. So, okay, cool. So, wow, eight thousand. How many actual shirts do you have uploaded? Um, right now, I have like twenty six hundred uh, t shirts live, and a lot of them are just really simple for me because you know I'm balancing you know like the YouTube channel and then uh, eBay. I'm still selling on FBA. Um, I still work uh, with my family business. Uh, throughout the whole week and then now I have my merch account so I'm really balancing everything out so I really have just kind of simple designs that work for me and that was really the only I guess reason or or I guess how I could say why I was able to crank out so many designs Um, so I just really try try to keep it simple. Okay so with that many shirts um, how many are you uploading are you uploading things on a daily basis essentially or weekly or how do you do this? Uh, I try to do 100 a week that's kind of like my main goal right now. Are you doing this by yourself? Uh-huh. I just do, I've done every design by myself with zero money put in and um, just cranking them out. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're the artist and you're the guy that goes and uploads everything, sets it. I mean, you do everything then. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. I was going to talk to you about outsourcing <laughs> and how you uh, how you do that, but you don't even do that yet. I know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't outsourced yet. <laughs> when you get to 10,000 designs, I think you're going to be like, mm, man, all right, I'm making uh, crazy money. I need to outsource some of this work. Yeah, I know. I, I'm already kind of feeling that already at the, at the 2,600 shirts that I have right now. You've got a lot of things going on. You just mentioned that. Um, but mm-hmm. how many hours per week would you say you're putting into just the merch side of stuff? Um, just on merch, I try to spend at least like two to three hours, um, probably like Monday through Friday. So I would say maybe like 10 to 12 hours a week, I would say, um, I spend on merch. Well, that's nice. Okay. So it's not a lot. And I, the reason I asked that is because if you decided right now to take off and take a 30 day vacation, Uh you're going to leave the country and leave and you're, and you stopped uploading right now your sales wouldn't stop, right? They would just keep going. Yeah, and that was a crazy thing because, you know, I was really like, you know, you'd see it all the time with passive income stuff. And to me, I was like, you know, I, I don't really know, know anything about that or know that's even true or what's going on with that. And once, um, you know, I did start uploading more and more shirts, I did take a trip to Austin, I believe in uh, May. 
So I didn't upload a design for a whole month. That whole month of May, I didn't upload anything. So my royalty check for that one was $6,100. And it's just crazy to not have to upload anything. And then shirts are just selling in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I, I love that idea of this whole business because you're building upon what you already have. So you've exactly. got 25 shirts, then 100, then 500, and 1,000. And, and eventually, I mean you're you're a great inspiration to people because you show that you know you're you're generating you're getting amazon to send you roughly 72,000 a year off of something that you're spending 10 to 12 hours a week on uh -huh, and you're exactly. just starting really <laughs> i know and the platform is just starting too which is really really crazy let's talk about that yeah so the platform right now is just like t-shirts and very specific it's like mm -hmm. one t-shirt right mm -hmm. so you, i mean they give you the option between uh, men's women's and kids right yes um but you can't print on hoodies or sweaters or hats or anything yet, but that's coming. Hey guys, Manny Coates here. If you've been following my podcast, you know I'm a huge fan of the Helium 10 tools for Amazon sellers. I only use the best tools out there and the Helium 10 suite of tools are in my opinion, best in class. Now, just because I'm the founder of Helium 10 doesn't mean that's all I use, right? I go where the money's at and if there's a tool on the market that I haven't made and that tool helps me make money, I'll use it and I'll talk about it here on the podcast and I'll even link to it in our tools section at the ampmpodcast.com website. But I can honestly say that there's no no place that I know of where you can get all the important tools that an FBA seller would need in one place, where the tools work with one another to help you save time and make you a lot of money. Now, the Helium 10 tools have had a huge hand in helping me go from zero to over a million dollars in Amazon sales in just 10 months. Okay, keyword research, listing optimization, and a super tool called 5K Checker that makes sure that the words in my listings, okay, the front end and the back end, are actually indexed by Amazon. And guys, if you're not checking this, you're leaving money on the table for sure because Amazon is always tweaking their search engine. Okay, so I always use 5K Checker every single month on every single one of my listings to ensure that my listings are still indexed for my keywords and that I'm still pulling in customers like crazy. If you're a longtime listener, you know I'll never use a tool unless it can save me a lot of time or it's gonna make me a lot of money. So I'm confident Helium 10 will do this for you guys, all right? There's a money back guarantee, so there's no risk. Check it out, head over to helium10.com. Helium10.com, that's H-E-L-I-U-M 10.com. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to eventually move on to that. I mean, I could see it right now, you know, hoodies, hats, caps, mugs, I would think, maybe even like drawstring bags, you know, things like that. I think for sure they're going to move up to. And I bet you it happens sooner than we think. I think oh, I know. Next, next year. I think the only reason they haven't done that is because they've been so slammed because Amazon's all about, you know, getting stuff out prime right two days or less exactly and shirts uh, how long is it taking right now to get a shirt out um i think at one point when they were on their big delay it was like seven to nine days right now it looks like they're actually doing pretty good around three days more or less nice okay so they're yeah. getting so i think that's also um what's causing the whole uh the hold up for people that are applying right and we, we haven't talked about that yet yeah. but but apparently um people have been waiting for for a while, some people even months I've heard. Um, exactly. Right, yeah, they apply and they're waiting to get approval, but I think Amazon's looking at it going, man, if we bring more people in, it's counterproductive to what we wanna get to, which is, uh, you know, two-day shipping. Because mm -hmm. like you said, they got it down from nine days down to three days, so they're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> I think once they get a few more factories in place with all these printing machines and whatever it is that they're doing, and they're solid at two days, you know, two-day printing, then they can say, all right, let's, uh, let's open the floodgates and let people back in and 
and kill. Maybe it'll happen for Q4. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I think Q4 is just going to be crazy. I wasn't ready to go last Q4 since I, you know, I was like in Q4 mode, of course, for FBA during that time, like that December time. So I wasn't even focused on merch at all. Mm -hmm. Once I kind of let go that final shipment, um, then I was like, you know what? Let me start getting into his merch stuff and start seeing what's going on here. And I think that this Q4 is probably going to get even crazier. And then once they add more items, I mean, who knows what the limit's going to be on that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. I think, yeah. and, and you know, the crazy thing is there's so many people don't even know about merch. I, <laughs> I teach this stuff constantly, you know, with, with the podcast that we do. And I'm going to be speaking at, at some engagements. And mm -hmm. even the high-level guys that I talk to, um, they're like, what's merch? And I'm just like, wow, you know, I, I thought everybody knew, but it's it, they don't. <laughs> so, so, but everybody will soon. And it's, um, uh -huh. you know, those that have gotten in and by then, by the time people really start jumping in, you'll be at 50,000 shirts <laughs> close to retiring. I imagine. <laughs> I can only hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So, um, well, let me ask you, uh, about scaling. Uh, okay. how do you scale up from here? I mean, if you're doing 12 hours a week now and eventually it becomes 20 hours and then 40 hours, I mean, what's your process? Where have you thought that far forward? Um, I have thought a little bit more, like you said, about outsourcing. Um, I do have a graphic designer that I have been kind of working with to just kind of like show her what I've been doing as far as like, you know, the design wise and, and uh, what I like them to look like and, um, you know, what I've had success with just kind of showing her some of the design. So, you know, I am going to have to outsource a lot more and add those in. But I do think a lot of the, you know, ideas and of course the trademark copyright thing also comes into play that, you know, there's there's millions of ideas out there, but you don't wanna cross that line and you don't wanna get your account uh, in trouble or anything like that. So I think a combination between getting out some better ideas, outsourcing, and also maybe a little bit of marketing to, to really start building up a lot of these just different brands that I have um, right now in the shirts. Okay. so. Just to reiterate, we're talking about Merch by Amazon. It's at, uh, to sign in, you go to, what is it, merch.amazon.com, I believe, yes, right? Yes, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, And then you would sign up there. There's a waiting list right now, so get on it as soon as you can. And it requires $0 to start, other than the fee to have your account. But after that, Amazon handles all the shirts. They handle the inventory, the storage, the shipping, the processing of the orders. They basically do everything, and then they just take a percentage or whatever the amount is, which you actually set. Um, you say, I want to make $7 or I want to make $1 or $20, whatever it is on a shirt. And then that's it. So that's the easy part. We're, we're up to that point. Um, and you've talked about, you know, front or rear shirt printing and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But how do you set a price point? Uh, have you tested this? Like, how do you know? Like, I mean, obviously I would like to make, let's say $10 per shirt, but that might put the price point at a level where it's just too high or I start losing a lot of sales. Have you found kind of a sweet spot that you've, that you've actually tested? Like when you've gone a dollar more or a dollar under it, it changes things? Uh, for me, I think it kind of changed, you know, once I went over that $20 mark, I wanted to kind of see where, where it was gonna go from there. And uh, I really did see kind of like, you know, a little here and there. It wasn't as consistent as like the $18.99 and the $19.99 shirts. So I think over that $20 mark, it did slow down. But um, for some others, who knows? It just, I guess, really depends on design and who's out there looking for, uh, you know, that T-shirt. So how do you get your design ideas? Or if somebody's starting out and they can go and they can do some research on shirts, do you use a specific tool or something to see like what's selling best? Or do you look at the BSR? What, what's your process there? Um, I like to go through Etsy, uh, Pinterest, 
and uh, Instagram and just kind of seeing what people are, are wearing, what people are into. And you notice there's a lot of t-shirt designs that, you know, don't have anything to do with certain brands or anything. You know, they're wearing, they're wearing very simple designs. That's something I'm kind of um, looking at. And then I also just want to double check with like uh, trademarkia.com. Uh, I can type in a certain phrase uh, or a saying and see if it's trademarked or not or copyrighted. So I know, um, you know, not to go that route and, and make sure I'm safe when I'm uploading a design. Yeah, and that's becoming a big thing. Uh, I think uh -huh. probably in the last 60 days, merch has really been hammering down on, on violations for trademarks, right? Yeah. Before then, we had a bunch of shirts and we uh, we also do use Trademarky and other similar sites, and we didn't see anything. But people, it looks like a lot of people are now actually registering um, or trademarking specific phrases. Exactly. Uh, like, uh -huh. I think we saw one Gym Rat, which is something that's been around forever, uh -huh. and got uh, got trademarked, and they sent out violations for shirts that say Gym Rat on it, for example. Yeah. So it's important, like you said, to check that because if not, you're going to get a violation strike. They're, first of all, they're going to remove the shirt, so you. You've wasted time. Do you have any insight at all to like how many violation strikes you can get before it starts affecting you in any way? Um, I'm not too sure on any of the violation stuff. Um, I'm not, I have gotten a couple myself because of, like you said, uh, shirts that have gotten trademarked after the fact, which, you know, uh, you know, kind of keeping up with it or seeing um, what's going on with some of those trademarks, you can double check and everything, but not really too sure. But I did notice, too, of course, also that um, this month they actually added the under review part to where they won't even accept your design anymore if it is a trademark or copyrighted, um, you know, saying or design. Mm. And Amazon's pretty – it's like they, they swing that sword and just chop you down because if you have a violation and they say it's a trademark or whatever, they don't say, hey, we think this is in violation of trademark. You should research this and, and then think about removing it. <laughs> They're not yeah. nice like that. Yeah. They're just like, we've removed it, it's yeah. been deleted, and that's it's it, done. right? And you may not collect royalties. <laughs> oh, do they actually remove the royalties on that shirt Dep too? It really depends on the shirt. And, and they'll tell you that too in the email um, that they may remove royalties. I guess it just depends as uh, you know what it is really because some people have done, you know, pixel by pixel copies of other designs and and that's a you know some of the other stuff too that amazon really just does not want on their platform at all do you find that certain genres of shirts sell better than others let me give you an example okay what we see for example we have i think we're ungated or we're, we have the 5000 tier mm -hmm. uh, but we have uh, I think it's like 2000 something shirts um, okay I, I don't handle it uh, so that's why i don't have the exact numbers but we don't have any runaway shirts. We don't have a shirt that does like 12 sales per day. We have a bunch of regular shirts. Let's say out of that 2000 plus, we have maybe a hundred shirts that sell on a consistent basis. From week to week, they're getting a sale here. Maybe some of them get two sales, but it's pretty spread out. It's like one or two sales per day at most, typically, mm -hmm. sometimes a little bit more. We have some niches that we've kind of focused on because they tend to sell pretty well out of all that. Do you find that, uh, that you see that or are you just all over the place? Um, I'm just all over the place and I'm trying to do kind of like the numbers game too, by just trying to add as many shirts as possible because I've even seen it too, where like a shirt had it sold in like three months and all of a sudden it gets one sale. And then that one sale kind of like snowballs a little bit, Hey, two or three sales here. So I'm just trying to play the numbers game. That's kind of like, um, I guess what I'm going to try to do during, uh, you know, going forward too. And, 
and try to outsource a little bit as well. But I love graphic design. It's what I studied in college. So this is just, you know, fun for me pretty much. <laughs> you bring up a really good point. Um, so once you get one sale, then things kind of snowball. Do you think that's because kind of like in private label, when you start getting, you at least get one sale, mm -hmm. your BSR on that product, right? You jump up on the ranking and, and for whatever someone searched, like if they typed in a search and they, you know, they, it was like a laughing cat, that's, uh -huh. you know, and then your shirt popped up and they, and they buy it. Then now, instead of being like ranked number 10, or, or let's say for that term, you're now number one or number two or something. Do you think that's kind of what's happening when you start getting those snowball effects? I think that happens for sure. There was one shirt that didn't sell, I think for like two months. And then once I did get a, a good, you know, one or two sales, it really started to snowball to where I think this shirt was averaging around 15 sales per day and it was doing really, really well. And yeah, the ranking went up, um, some reviews started coming into, and of course now the placement of the shirt was just totally different to where it was before. When you started with your first 25 shirts, how long did it take you to uh, move up to the next tier? Um, I think it took me a good month or month and a half to kind of move up to the next one. Um, it still was like the very end of December. So maybe that's something to do with people still kind of buying stuff. And of course there wasn't a whole lot of people, um, you know, as there are now selling shirts. So maybe that would have helped me a little bit, but probably like a month or month and a half or so. Okay. How long did it take you to actually get 25 designs uploaded? Um, I think I ended up getting them in at least like the four week point. I had all 25 designs filled. Okay. So you moved on it pretty good. Mm -hmm. so, and you're probably very picky in the beginning, right? Cause oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to really, really, I think, I think you really want to diversify quite a bit because you got to get those 100 sales, right? If you have 25 shirts, you know, you, yeah. you better have one of them that takes off at least because it, it, could, it could be a long time. Yeah. And one of the strategies that someone might want to look into is maybe you are priced a little bit lower. Maybe you are at $14.99 or $16.99 just to get that initial, you know, start to kind of build up a little bit more so that, you know, you can sell more and more down the road. You can increase that price. But just to get started, I know it's kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of like a trial and error phase for right now. Yeah, that's a good point. I teach that actually on my launch strategy for private label, okay. which is don't expect to make uh, money when you start. You might actually even lose money. And if you want to move product, especially if you've got a, a, cat, some, a product in a specific category, and in this case, you have a shirt design maybe that's got you know competitors, but they're all selling their, their shirts for $17, $16, $17, $18. And suddenly you've got yours at, um, at cost, right? You're selling it for $10 or whatever the, the amount is. Can you sell it for less than actually a negative uh, at a loss? Do they allow you to do that? Uh, they don't allow you to do that. I think the lowest you can sell it is like $10.99. I think that's the lowest. Okay, so you sell it at 10.99. You should be able to get those sales, and you're not going to make any money, or you're going to make very, very little money. Mm -hmm. But at least you're getting those sales. It's moving you up the ranks, right, for mm -hmm. those keyword terms, and then you get some sales velocity. Plus, it gets you to that hundred point, the, the hundred yeah. sales point faster. And then once you're at that hundred point, I think you can really try to see, you know, what's what's really working or not. Maybe try different niches here and there. Um, you can test out different prices and different colors of the shirt, different designs. So you know, there's a lot to play with once you get to that 100 point and I know I was like pumped when that happened because I was like man what do I do now you know I have 100 yeah well could you I'm sure people have thought of this but if you went out and you had a shirt design made for you know some organization somebody that you maybe you know somebody at a business you uh -huh. know, and you ask them a favor say hey man if I can create a design for your company 
you know, can you buy a hundred shirts? Um, and you, you can even pay that guy that, you know, the, the difference or whatever. But if somebody, if a single organization orders a hundred shirts at once, does that get you to the, to the next tier or is Amazon wise to that? Um, I think they are wise to that. I think, I, I think it can be kind of like a mixture of the two. Um, and, and when you're talking about that too, maybe not necessarily the tier of, but if you do know a business or something like that, you can really make some extra money if you do that. And there's quite a bit of people out there that, that do go talk to businesses and, hey, I can do a t-shirt design for you and here's how much they cost. Uh, you know, you can charge, I don't know, 18, 19, $20 a shirt, maybe even 25, you have their logo on there and everything. And then you get it, of course, at a 10.99 or 11 bucks on Amazon, have them shipped to you and go and deliver them. And you can make some pretty good money doing that too. Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea for somebody uh -huh. that wants to start. Go out, get some businesses going. And if it's a business that has, you know, continual need for shirts, mm -hmm. you know, that business might end up ordering 100 shirts over the course of a year. Exactly. Um, and if you have, you know, a ton of these businesses, it's a, that's a whole separate business where, oh, yeah. these, you know, these guys are buying from you directly and you're placing the orders through Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> whole different game there. So interesting. Yeah. Would you say that, you know, since Amazon allows the user or the customer to buy uh, the different sizes, whether it's men, women, or or child, um, have you tracked that? Do you know if you get more sales from any one of those three things? Um, I have noticed, of course, like the darker colored shirts, black, navy blue. Those those have done pretty well for me. Even some of the grays. Um, and as far as like the men's, women's, or youth, I think most of the time I have seen a lot more of the men's shirts selling. Okay. Do you know of any way, I'm sure you're probably on top of this and you talk to people, is there any way to get approved by Amazon any faster than just applying right now? Um, they did have a webinar that was on, I believe, yesterday or the day before. And during that webinar, they did have a little thing on how to get in quicker. Um, they said they probably will have another one. I don't know when, but I would always double check on like the Amazon uh, seller forums or on the um, you know, updates on the site, you get like some messages and things like that when you are logged in or, or things like that to kind of see what's going on. If you're on track and, and you keep up with it, I'm pretty sure you'll be up there when another webinar or something comes up and, and they've done it twice on the two webinars that they've had. They've had a little thing that you could insert when you're signing up uh, to get approved faster. So um, probably just keeping up with it and, and seeing what's going on. So was this a, an Amazon webinar that uh -huh. they put on themselves? And yeah. so they're, oh, okay, cool. And they're telling you how to essentially skip the line to some extent. Exactly. And this webinar had also a little bit of um, a couple of like tips and stuff on, on growing and expanding a little bit more. Um, they even had a couple of stuff on like keywords and things like that. So it was a pretty good webinar and you could probably watch the replay. Um, it is an official Amazon webinar and everything. So um, I'll just look out for the next one too and maybe you can uh, get into merch a little bit quicker. So I, I never got, I don't think I ever got an email for that, um, maybe because I'm already in merch, but where do people go to sign up for, for these notifications? Do you know? Um, where was it? I know I found it through like a Facebook group. I didn't, um, I didn't get it directly, but they did have like a blog thing that they said that they are, I guess, kind of building and putting on some new updates on. So I'm going to have to look for that actually. Yeah. If you find it, send it to me. Okay. We'll put it, we'll put it in the show notes for everybody to click on. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Um, so keyword research, you just mentioned that. Um, I know with private label, it's humongous. It mm -hmm. makes all the difference in the world. How are you handling, I mean, do you have, do you do a lot of stuff related to keyword research with titles and bullets, descriptions, that kind of thing? 
Um, actually, the description is optional, so I actually don't even have anything in the description. Um, and I really didn't find anything different, too, when I actually did put some wording in the description. I didn't see a whole, um, I don't know, difference in sales either. But as far as, like, the bullet points go and, and the, um, the title of it, I do try to add in, you know, different keywords that might help it relating to that certain niche. You know, if we're talking about basketball, maybe I have a basketball shirt. Maybe I'll put like, I don't know, dunk or dribble or shooting or something that kind of has something to do with or sports, team, players, things like that. That would kind of help it a little bit more. Now, anything in that certain niche that could probably try to grab someone's attention if they're looking specifically for basketball. Yeah, I think that's a subject that we can do a whole other podcasts on there's just so much different marketing you can do with with that kind of stuff uh, images are very important on the private label side but you get to pick the images that you want to use and they have specific guidelines on what you want to do mm-hmm. with merch you don't do that merch just takes your a thumbnail of one of the shirts or mm-hmm. your design on one of the shirts but you you used to not be able to actually pick the color that you wanted for your thumbnail so like if black is your best looking shirt out of the colors you selected um, you weren't able to select that as your thumbnail um, and mm-hmm. just randomly picked one. Is it still like that? Uh, right now, I think it is still like that because I know I still have a couple of, uh, at least the ones that I've seen, they seem to be kind of random. So I think it is still like that. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a pain, right? Because you're like, yeah. you put your best one up there. Exactly. Ah, all right. Well, let's talk about brand then because brand's the other thing. People select specific brand names. Do you have, uh, do you put all your shirts under one brand or do you have multiple brand names? Um, I think I have around 12 or 15 different brands that I, that I put different shirts under. Why did you pick 12 or 15 different brands versus just having one brand? Uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, I also didn't want to have all of it, just, you know, my eggs in one basket for like kind of copycats to kind of look at every single shirt that I have going, especially some of the successful ones. Um, you know, cause once they see, Hey, this store has, I don't know, 1200 different shirts. I kind of like the way they're doing things. Maybe I'll kind of start copying their ideas pixel by pixel copy or maybe even uh, stealing ideas or something. Um, so I like to also just have my, my like different niches have different um, store names so they can kind of relate to it too. And and going back to the basketball one, maybe I could just have basketball shirts under my certain brand and then maybe just build up that brand as a certain basketball one. And while they're looking for t-shirts, they can say, hey, you know what? I'm into basketball. What other basketball shirts does this store have? And then they can look at my other shirts and see that, uh, you know, there's 10 to 12 other shirts related to that niche. Okay, that's smart. So mm-hmm. uh, so that's a really good point that I want to emphasize to the listeners. If somebody goes to one of your shirt pages and they see your shirt and then you've got your brand up there, okay, you're, you're called, uh, you know, Basketball Awesomeness, let's just say is your brand. And they click into that and you have all of your shirts in there. They can now see every single shirt that you've created, all the designs in one place. Now, if you have more than one brand, if you're splitting it up into a dozen different brands, like you've said, mm-hmm. even if they know that one brand, they somehow figured out what your brand name is. They click in there to try to copy your ideas. They can only see the shirts for that particular brand. They don't know your other 11 brands. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, so it, it spreads that risk out yeah. a little bit. So um, unless it's changed, um, Amazon, at least on merch, doesn't lock up the brand name though. You could have other people come in and if they like your brand name, they can just use the same brand name is that right yeah that, i noticed that too that was a little weird when i first had it um you know started looking through when i was like you know why are there so many of this certain brand name but um yeah certain people i've seen kind of have their brand names kind of like you know cross each other 
Yeah, yeah. So if you're ba basketball awesomeness and I want to go in there and, and create, you know, a store with, you know, basketball awesomeness, I can do that. And then, then when someone does a search for that, for that, or they actually click into that brand, then our shirts are like commingled. Yeah, I think, well, I think if they do click on the brand, I think they're fine. But if you type in the brand and it's a more of a general search, then I think we will be kind of all, uh, you know, commingled in there on, on the search results. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It used to be, I thought, maybe I have it wrong, but I thought it was that the if someone used the exact same brand name and if you cl if you went to whosoever store it was and you or, or, or shirt and you clicked on the brand name, it would actually open up the page of all the shirts that are under that brand name. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's just for, since they're already on your shirt, it only opens up your brand, your brand name for those shirts. Have you, are you sure about that? Cause I, I'm not honestly. Yeah, I think I remember, I'm trying to remember the last time, the last time I actually did kind of like that kind of research was like in January, February. And I did notice that when I did a general search, but okay. I didn't do, you know, the brand name search, but um, if it is, hopefully that'll be something that will be fixed <laughs> later on because it is a little weird. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to double check that because I thought that was the case. So if you're saying it's not, that's really good information to know. Outside of actually picking different brand names to make sure someone doesn't see all of your designs, do you find that there's value in the keywords that you use in that brand? Yeah, I did notice that too. I think that like basketball awesomeness would be pretty much telling everybody what, what your, uh, you know, what your brand is it's about basketball. So they, they know what, uh, to look into. So if you have just kind of like a very general name, they might get a little confused about it, but usually people, if they're looking for a specific niche or let's say like in this case sport, then, uh, I think you can definitely identify with them pretty easily. Man, we've got so much here. This has been awesome. I could keep asking questions, but I'm going to stop it here. We can, we can always do other episodes. But okay. um, yeah, you also have a service, right? Um, for those people that are coming in that want to get started, the, one of the biggest uh, roadblocks, I think, um, it certainly isn't money, right? Because they can come in and, with, and get set up with nothing. But uh -huh. it's going to be artistic ability. It's like, man, I have an idea for a design. But I don't know how to use Photoshop. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what sites to go to that's not going to get me in trouble if I use the image. Mm -hmm. You have something that solves that. Is that right? Exactly. I do offer different packages. Let's say if you're looking for five designs, 10 designs, 25 designs for your first tier, you want to get those filled up right away. Um, I do have have a service. And if anybody wants to email me, uh, it's hustlerhacks, the number one at gmail.com. And I can create... Um, you know, the 25 t-shirt design for you. And it is um, already ready to go in a transparent PNG file. You can just go ahead and plug that file in and create your listing and you're good to go. Okay, sweet. So, and then um, they're going to probably ask, well, how much does it cost to get 25 designs? Um, right now, my package deal is $250. So roughly like $10 per shirt. The more you order, the better price I can do. Um, and I, I like to work with everybody and I contact them and see what, what they're kind of doing and uh, we can email back and forth. Awesome. That's great. So there you go, guys. Uh, 250 bucks as a starting cost gets you all the designs you need for your first tier. 25 shirts. That's what Amazon's going to give you. So, Glenn, this has been awesome. Anything else you want to add? No, I just think that merch is just merchants is so like it's an awesome opportunity right now. And I think that anybody, you know, sign up as soon as you can, even if you don't get in you know, a month or two or three from now, as long as you just get in period, I think you're just going to love this opportunity. And, you know, everyone starts off at 25. It's not like an explosion where everybody can just control the market by having, 
you know, millions of, of shirts out there, you know, you have to sell and you have to build it up. And I just think it's an awesome platform right now. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, I hope you've learned something here. Um, it's been fantastic, man. I, we're going to do more of these episodes. I want to bring on people that uh, like Glenn here who just are just crushing it with merch. So Glenn, thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.